Chapter Twenty Three of the Country Parson: His Character and Rule of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Country Parson: His Character and Rule of Life by George Herbert. Chapter Twenty Three the country parson desires to be all to his parish and not only a pastor but a lawyer also and a physician therefore he endures not that any of his flock should go to law but in any controversy that they should resort to him as their judge to this end he hath gotten to himself some insight in things ordinarily incident and controverted by experience and by reading some initiatory treatises in the law with dalton's justice of peace and the abridgments of the statutes as also by discourse with men of that profession whom he hath ever some cases to ask when he meets with them holding that rule that to put men to discourse of that wherein they are most imminent is the most gainful way of conversation yet whenever any controversy is brought to him he never decides it alone but sends for three or four of the ablest of the parish to hear the cause with him whom he makes to deliver their opinion first out of which he gathers in case he be ignorant himself what to hold and so the thing passeth with more authority and less envy in judging he follows that which is altogether right so that if the poorest man of the parish detain but a pin unjustly from the richest he absolutely restores it as a judge but when he hath so done then he assumes the parson and exhorts to charity nevertheless there may happen sometimes some cases wherein he chooseth to permit his parishioners rather to make use of the law than himself as in cases of an obscure and dark nature not easily determinable by lawyers themselves or in cases of any consequence as establishing of inheritances or lastly when the person's indifference are of a contentious disposition and cannot be gained but that they still fall from all compromises that have been made but then he shows them how to go to law even as brethren and not as enemies neither avoiding therefore one another's company much less defaming one another now as the parson is in law so is he in sickness also if there be any of his flock sick he is their physician or at least his wife of whom instead of the qualities of the world he asks no other but to have the skill of healing a wound or helping the sick but if neither himself nor his wife have the skill and his means serve he keeps some young practitioner in his house for the benefit of his parish whom yet he ever exhorts not to exceed his bounds but in tickle cases to call in help if all fail then he keeps good correspondence with some neighbor physician and entertains him for the cure of his parish 
yet it is easy for any scholar to attain to such a measure of physic as may be of much use to him both for himself and others this is done by seeing one anatomy reading one book of physic having one herbal by him and let fernelius be the physic author for he writes briefly neatly and judiciously especially let his method of physic be diligently perused as being the practical part and of most use now both the reading of him and the knowing of herbs may be done at such times as they may be a help and a recreation to more divine studies nature serving grace both in comfort of diversion and the benefit of application when need requires it as also by way of illustration even as our saviour made plants and seeds to teach the people for he was the true householder who bringeth out of his treasury things new and old the old things of philosophy and the new of grace and maketh the one serve the other and i conceive our saviour did this for three reasons first that by familiar things he might make his doctrine slip the more easily into the hearts even of the meanest secondly that labouring people whom he chiefly considered might have everywhere monuments of his doctrine remembering in gardens his mustard seed and lilies in the field his seed corn and tares and so not be drowned altogether in the works of their vocation but sometimes lift up their minds to better things even in the midst of their pains thirdly that he might set a copy for parsons in the knowledge of simples wherein the manifold wisdom of god is wonderfully to be seen one thing would be carefully observed which is to know what herbs may be used instead of drugs of the same nature and to make the garden the shop for home-bred medicines are both more easy for the parson's purse and more familiar for all men's bodies so where the apothecary useth either for loosing rhubarb or for binding bolermina the parson useth damask and white roses for the one and plantain shepherd's purse not grass for the other and that with better success as for spices he doth not only prefer home-bred things before them but condemns them for vanities and so shuts them out of his family esteeming that there is no spice comparable for herbs to rosemary thyme savory mints and for seeds to fennel and caraway seeds accordingly for salves his wife seeks not the city but prefers her garden and fields before all outlandish gums and surely hyssop valerian mercury adder's tongue yarrow melilot and st john's wort made into a salve an elder chamomile mallows comfrey and smallage made into a poultice have done great and rare cures in curing of any the parson and his family used to premise prayers for this is to cure like a parson and this raiseth the action from the shop to the church but though the parson sets forward all charitable deeds 
yet he looks not in this point of curing beyond his own parish except the person be so poor that he is not able to reward the physician for as he is charitable so he is just also now it is a justice and debt to the commonwealth he lives in not to encroach on others professions but to live on his own and justice is the ground of charity end of chapter twenty three recording by john brandon